800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And you can, of course, join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. You'll find that the features there are completely free. Unlike those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. We do it for free. So see that and see what you can get for free over at freetalklive.com. Dot com. I think you'll find that there's more free there than those other sites will even charge you for. So go and see for yourself. Freetalklive.com. Uh, so last week, uh, JJ, when you were in here, you kind of brought us up to speed on what was going on with the the Egypt situation. And we talked about it, and then we talked about it the, the day after that and kind of fell off our radar uh, shortly thereafter. It seemed to me that the, the news was mostly people are fighting and they're still fighting and – uh, not not much has changed because the head, uh, I guess the guy they're trying to oust, Mubarak, has not yet left. That's right. Now, there there has been some developments recently. Uh, Mubarak yesterday went on, on national TV and or their state television and said to the people that I will not run for office in September, basically saying he would step down come September. But that was not acceptable to the, the masses of people that have... Uh, protested right just settle down go back to your lives i promise you i'll go away eventually you know i mean it's it's (laughs) i can kind of see both sides in this circumstance because um you know you want to have stability in the government and setting up an election in the future will be the best way to transition from the old guy to the new guy he says he's not going to run again he says his son won't run uh you know he gives his assurances and it's best for everybody. If that really occurs, that would be the best way to transition from what we have. However, once people have gotten so angry that they're willing to take to the streets for a week uh, to the point that they're setting government buildings on fire, the police are acting in an entirely inappropriate fashion. Uh, they're they're killing people, hurting people. They're pretending to be provocateurs. They're doing all kinds of horrible things. And when you're that angry, you're not liable to trust the guy who's running the show in, that, in those circumstances. That's right. In fact, some of the protesters are saying they don't even trust the army at this point. The army in the up- beginning, they were feeling like the army was good guy. Yes, good guys, right? originally the army came out, and the people have always been pro army in in Egypt because the army is mainly a conscripted army mm. of of people from the countryside, people that didn't really choose that life, but they got put into that place. So a lot of the the people can identify with the members of the army and the armed forces uh, in in Egypt during this whole protest have actually taken a stand back and have said that they will not use force against the protesters and instead have secured certain government buildings that were critical like the the building housing the uh, TV station and their you know communications control network mm-hmm. uh, other than that the army has basically done very little I did see some videos that show the army protecting protesters or using their their vehicles to shield them from police but I've also seen videos where the army stood by and watched as someone was simply beaten. Mm. 
So what we're also seeing, as, as Mark had pointed out, is some of these, these provocateurs or these counter-protesters, pro-Mubarak protesters, have been doing a lot of violent acts. Now, yesterday and the day before, there was 2 million people, 2 million in this Tahrir Square in Egypt, which is in Cairo. It's a lot of people. It's Liberation Square is basically what it's known as. And so this square has multiple areas where the, the people can come into it. It's like a, mm-hmm. a big circle. And what happened was uh, these pro-Mubarak protests came from all directions. And in some cases, they were riding horseback and camelback and simply trampling people and, and just riding into the crowds with clubs in their hands and, and just bashing Just wholesale heads. hitting whoever they could. That's right. Just wholesale being violent yeah. for this peaceful protest. We've also seen some of the uh, the protesters on top of the buildings and top of the overpasses throwing down Molotov cocktails and incendiary devices on top of the protesters. Uh, you wow. see a lot of You see a lot of uh, violence being done... From this new group of protesters, and and there's a there's an ABC interview that was done with Mubarak today by Christine Amapur, Amanpur, and uh, basically he says, if I leave today, there will be chaos, and <laughs> and he just I'm holding this all together. He wants to step down, but he just can't do it. <laughs> He's so addicted to that power. Got to yeah. have that power. Wow. So what we're seeing also is a lot of these provocateurs are being. Uh, captured by the protesters, some of them bearing ID cards indicating their involvement with the police force or their security forces. Mm. One, one aspect that I think is, is important to highlight with all that's going on is that, for the most part, the protests by the, the mass population is very peaceful. What they say on the interviews, a lot of what they're doing, there is vandalism, there is some looting, there is some of that, like you'd expect in any sort of chaotic situation. I heard it's that just like in Katrina, some of the looters are the police again. That's, yes. And in fact, some of the they, the Egyptian, the famous Egyptian uh, museum that was looted, they found that some of the people that did that were actually part of the secret police. Mm. So there were some people captured in that, and they are provocateurs. They're simply causing a big mess and blaming it on the protesters so that the protesters feel bad about protesting. And the other part that I think is good to note is that the class system that has evolved, that's very clear-cut in Egypt, in that there is the class system of the security forces and the establishment, the, the government and the bureaucrats, and then there's the people. Mm-hmm. And this class system, I think, is worldwide. You know, it's not just Egypt that has this sort of class system where the police and the bureaucrats are above the, the, the peons or the serfs. We, sure, we see yeah. that we see that same sort of issue here in the United States. We see it in other countries, and you also see this "us versus them" mentality. That's right. We were just we didn't do this on the air, but uh, it was a couple nights ago. Uh, one of our co-hosts had a like fifty signs that you are twenty five signs that you know you're a cop, and it was on a police website written by the editor of the website, and it had some very well, let's just say I'm better than you. Look down, uh, look down our nose. Statements that uh, really you could see it was this attitude of we are your superiors, and you know it's like statement like you know fifty percent of the population should be uh, executed or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they're not worth the air they're yeah, breathing. Yeah, yeah, it's sick stuff. So a lot of that is coming out, and we do see some police that are giving up, taking off the uniform, and joining the protesters to a degree, but the the hardliners are definitely those those career people who have been in the police force or in the political um, 
you know, game, so to speak, for, for ho- however long they've been in. And they don't want to give up this cushy situation they have. You know, everything sure. as it is now under this dictator, those people who are in power or in positions of privilege are don't want to give that up. They don't want to to relinquish this privilege they've gotten and go back to being just another person. So you have a lot of resentment towards the protests generated by these people who simply can't fathom a society where they aren't privileged, where they aren't the upper crust or the elite class. And I think this is part of the problem with the reason that this protest is is still happening and Mubarak hasn't stepped down is this, this lust for power is so overwhelming that these people can't can't fathom giving up without dying. You know, I think you I think you might actually be right on this one. I, I um that you know, once you're married to whatever it is that you are in the in, in the world, it can be very difficult to change that, you know. Um, sure. it, it's difficult to to change your career. Once Especially when you're getting a paycheck and then, you know, on top of that, you've got cognitive dissonance and well, all the ideas I, that, you know, you've been right this whole time and now you're supposed to believe that you've been wrong. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if you can imagine what it must be like for Mubarak having been the uh, the president for 30 years, and now he's got to, you know, basically run off to some other country. He can't live in Egypt. Well, some history of Mubarak. He he originally was just a soldier. He fought during the uh, the war. I think it was 30 some years ago. There was there was a war that uh, Egypt was in. Uh, I'm, I don't have the details, and really it doesn't matter at this moment, but he was a war hero. So he came from this place of elevated stature to begin with, and he was he was beloved, but that times have changed. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. Your thoughts on the Egypt situation, certainly welcome. And uh, people coming together uh, out there in Egypt to defend their property. We'll talk about that coming up here in a bit. It's Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at FreedomCam.net. Control of the airwaves and dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. Uh, once again, you can uh, enjoy stuff like our webcam. We've got a lot of different things there. The webcam allows you to watch, to listen, and to uh, interact with other listeners because, well, they're sitting there in our chat room, which is built into the very same page as the cam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com and you can get interactive there. Of course, totally free. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And the cam's brought to you by memorydealers.com. Uh, they offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. That are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP. And, more importantly, they're up to 99% off list price. 
They're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 as we continue here, kind of giving you an update on what's going on with the Egypt situation. JJ, you've been following it very closely That's right. uh, for the, the last uh, couple of weeks. And there's there's more to the story. Uh, I, there was something else I think that you wanted to cover, and then there's other news uh, related. Well, we were going to talk r- briefly about how the the protesters would go and defend their neighborhoods from looters. They would. Uh, it, what we've seen is a lot of protesters would wear white armbands as they were walking around neighborhoods and making sure the security wasn't kept. And a lot of people who were interviewed were saying, "We don't need the police. We don't need the government." We can defend our own homes. We not can only that, but homes. the government's not doing anything for them, which That's is right. one of the reasons why they did this. There's a story from the Star Tribune and Associated Press. Uh, when Egypt's police melted from the streets of Cairo over the weekend, the people stepped in. Civilians armed with knives, axes, golf clubs, homemade firebombs, metal bars, and makeshift spears watched over many neighborhoods in the sprawling capital of 18 million defending their families and homes against the widespread looting, so-called. And uh, lawlessness. The thugs had exploited the chaos. Well, much created- of the lawlessness and the uh, those looting, at, at least they, I, I shouldn't say much. I don't know how much. Some of the, the looting and the, all this stuff has been done by these by the pro- police. Yeah, the, the pro-Mubarak forces, the ones that are getting paid, police, if that's what you want to call them, uh, you know, gang members. Um, so... You know, how much of that is is being whipped up? And, you know, I mean, you can absolutely see why a government would want to show people that, hey, without us, there's complete lawlessness and unrest. Apparently, according to the story, the largest protests in decades had resulted in the military failing to fill in the vacuum left by the police. Gaffar, a uh, Mohammed Gaffar, 34-year-old salesman from the Nasser City area, said his neighborhood watch organized at the behest of residents who appealed for protection of their property, sending out the call from the local mosque. He said, however, I felt betrayed by the police, who had armed himself with stones, a stick, and a firebomb and a soda bottle. He said they've tried, uh, they have tried for the protesters they killed and for their, tre- they, excuse me, they have to be tried for the protesters they killed and for their treason. They left the country to be looted, and I am angry at the regime. Yeah, a lot of people are calling for Mubarak to be tried, um, especially for the things that have happened over the last couple of weeks. And, uh, like, they just don't get it. <laughs> this, is, this isn't this is going to happen. You're not going to try these people. This government, they own you. And they'll treat you the way they want to. That's so, right. uh, I mean, once you've given yourself over to these people, whatever whatever occurs in the trying to get undone from them, uh, you know, that's just uh, that's water under the bridge. In the affluent neighborhood of Zamalek, where many foreigners live and embassies are situated, groups of young men, such as uh, some as large as 40 people, set up barricades on every street to the island in the middle of the Nile. Other neighborhoods, residents wore armbands to identify themselves uh, and prevent infiltrators from coming into their midst. And a handwritten announcement asked people to register their names for neighborhood defense committees. Residents said they were filled with pride to see Egyptians looking out for one another in a society where many, if not most, struggle to just subsist. This has brought out the best in people, said one resident. There were people here who were much younger than me who've never come across gunfire before, and they looked scared, but they were still standing. Everyone was so brave. I think one thing to point out about the protests in Tahrir Square square, is that a lot of the the people who who went there, they uh, they were searched by 
fellow protesters. So we had people patting people down for weapons and... To ensure it stayed peaceful, you're saying? Yeah, and to ensure that the, that the peaceful protest was, in fact, peaceful and to look for provocateurs who would carry firearms. That is a, a very smart thing to do. So also what happened is, as you said, these, these neighborhood watches were underway. So protesters would leave this, this uh, large protest at Tahrir and then go to their neighborhood, do a shift go to sleep, come back to the protest at Tahrir with food and water for their you know, their p- people left there, and then the next shift would go. And they would just continue this, taking care of their own and the, the personal responsibilities that are, come from being uh, you know, a, a sovereign, if you will, or a, a, a private citizen who cares about his own community. I feel like there was one thing that we were talking about during the break, but we haven't mentioned on the air, and correct me if I'm wrong, but... Is it not the case that they are apparently hiring mercenaries? The Mubarak people are basically yes. expanding out beyond uh, the, the police forces? Those the, are the, the accusations. I mean, it's difficult to get corroborated stories at this point. I mean, you know, things are, things are um, you know, very fluid down there, and it's difficult to say. But, but their interviews are coming out of people who are making these accusations that uh, pro-Mubarak forces are going into rur- more rural areas, offering money to young men to essentially be pro Mubarak forces, and then, you know, these guys are ending up doing things like looting and, um, you know, beating people up and and uh, riding it on camels and slashing people with uh, bike tires and motorcycle chains and not bike tires, I should say uh, bike chains and motorcycle chains and, uh, you know, beating people with sticks and stuff like that. So, you know, it's uh, I I tend to believe it, but, you know, you don't, you don't know what to know. Your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. And back here uh, in the United States, so-called, there's a certain organization that likes to tout itself as defenders of liberty. That, that uh, They call themselves the Party of Principle, and I quit uh, this p- particular political party because – I quit it back in 2008 – uh, because I realized that they had strayed far too far from the ideals that uh, that I believed that they believed in once Is I started. the Libertarian Party? Yeah, the Libertarian Party. And they continue to prove their irrelevancy and continue to prove their absolute confusion when it comes to uh, the issues and the ideas of liberty and their supposed, uh, I guess, somebody who will probably be um, – pimping himself as their presidential candidate inevitably if he gets his way uh, Wayne Root who was their vice presidential candidate in the year 2008 has written an op-ed piece over at the Libertarian Party blog which I'm sure nobody looks at uh, but apparently somebody checked this out and they found out that this guy is actually taking the side of Mubarak now, what, what does he say about the, the people? He calls the uh, the people in the streets anarchists, communists, and Islamic extremists. And that's f- nothing can be further from the truth. The people in the streets are real people. They care about what's going on. They, they're young people. They don't belong to any party. They don't behold to any faction or group. They are simply individuals. No one's even in charge, right? There's no leader. There is no leader. Let's, can we focus on that sure. a bit here? Let's do that in a moment. 800-259-9231, the decentralized aspect of this and why it's so important. 800-259-9231. You take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features for free. We've got the bulletin board system that allows you to get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Also, if you're looking for gold or silver, go to gold.freetalklive.com. We've part- we partnered up with Midas Resources. They're the company that owns Genesis Communications Network, the company that puts us up on the, the satellite. And I've worked with them to pick out some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. Um, they're U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation, Silver Rounds, and several others. You can go there and take a look at gold.freetalklive.com. But lots of people are picking up gold and silver, and... What I want to do is I want to give you the opportunity to get some of the lowest prices on uh, gold, uh, you know, gold and silver on the internet. Go take a look at the prices there, and then you know, look wherever else it was that you were thinking about buying. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so there's obviously still a lot going on over in Egypt and kind of covering different aspects of it. And one of the the points, uh, JJ, that you touched on briefly was that there is no leader to the opposition. That there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people that are are in the streets and there are protests going on and you can't really point to any one person and say it's his fault. That's right. I think that's the key as far as the negotiations are concerned. So many people think, well, the opposition or the protesters can just negotiate with Mubarak and get him to step down. But the problem is that these protesters are largely independent. Each, each of them has their own reasons. There's different groups. There's different factions of, mm-hmm. of people who have different reasons for wanting to protest and different outcomes that they want to see but the key is that they're all working together to protest Mubarak as one now Alberade the chief UN inspector a uh, weapons inspector famous for going into Iraq before the the war and uh checking out their installations he flew back into the country about the 25th or 26th last week and sought to basically represent and be the leader of the opposition now, the people of Egypt were wise enough to see that he, he, he too was tainted by U.S. relations and Western money and influence, just as Mubarak has. So they aren't really rallying around him. A lot of the protesters are actually... Good try on his part, though. Yes, a very good try. <laughs> the protesters actually see him as a useful tool right now, but they say after the protest is over and they get what they want, they're going to dump him. Mm-hmm. Which is a great a great idea on their part. You got to be careful with that game, though. He could be in charge by the time uh, you're ready to dump him. You know. Well, I think they're motivated. They're motivated and they're mobilized right now. So I th- I don't see that this is going to end up in 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 any sort of once they unfortunate stop, fashion. Once they get out of the streets, it's over. No, I, I disagree with that for for the simple reason that there is so much pent up, I guess, anger in the Middle East. Not just 
in Egypt, but the entire region is, is, is a boiling point of anger right now. And with, with Egypt being the most populous Arab country at, with 80 million people, they are definitely setting the tone for that entire region. Israel is worried. All these other countries are worried. Saudi Arabia is very worried. And you mean, by that you mean the governments of those the, countries? Yes, the governments, exactly. The governments are worried at what's going to happen when they lose this this um, ally of theirs because Mubarak was one of the closest allies that the Israeli government had in that region. And so th- going back to the decentralized aspect of this, the, the protesters are are acting on their own conscience. For the most part, they're acting as families and communities, not so much groups of ideological beliefs. Leaving the streets doesn't mean that they're going to go right back to being obedient serfs, right? I mean, if they've if they've had this level of activity, this level of stepping out of their comfort zones, who knows what else could happen after well, that? Coordinating things like this, getting them to happen again isn't easy. So, you know, like, how is that? How is it going to occur again? How did it occur in the first place? How did the whole government fall in Russia? I mean, how do how does it occur that the the people just kind of get Uh, out there? Word of mouth. And things happen. Well, a a big part of that is once they shut down the Internet, all the young people had nothing better to do. The Internet is back up in relative in certain areas. Hmm. See, the Internet was always up for the government offices. Sure, of course. They had they had certain aspects of their administration. They needed the Internet to coordinate. Now, I think one problem that I saw with the Egyptian protests that they, they should have done is they should have shut down the state-run television station because that propaganda machine has been mm-hmm. pumping out steady propaganda to convince the populace that's still sitting at home that everything is okay, that Mubarak is doing all these, these things right, and he is you know your savior if you just give him a chance to, to repent. And I think that is sort of working counter to the idea of the protesters to have this propaganda machine in full tilt. Now, what we have seen, though, is that a lot of the rhetoric coming out of the state television has softened and even become slightly sympathetic towards the protesters hmm. over the last week. So I think that change is long coming, but it's it's well-deserved as well. Well, I don't... You know, like you said, there's nobody in charge, right? That's right? But as far as you were saying that a lot of these protests have been peaceful and that there are these agent provocateurs coming in who, in many cases, have been actually captured by the protesters, found to have had police identification cards on them. Uh, these people are coming in attempting to start fights or attempting to cause problems to make what was a – and we've seen things like this happen in the U.S. where police will dress up like the protesters and then come in and throw a bottle or something like that to give the police the excuse to come in and start cracking down. Uh, so you've got violent, the violence coming from the pro-Mubarak side. Maybe it's just there aren't enough people who are willing to, to, you know, to storm a police station. Maybe they're just too peaceful to do something. Oh, they've like taken that. out police stations. That's not an issue. What what has happened though is a TV the, station. If I said police, I meant the, the, the TV army. Station. The army protected the TV station. Is what happened. Oh, I see. And the, the protesters don't want to fight the army. So Mubarak was smart enough to position the army instead of police at these critical uh, controlling interests, mm-hmm. and so that was part of the issue with the the protests sort of taking down that avenue of of the arm of government, so to speak. Seems like it'd be a good time for a pirate radio transmitter, personally, to oh, definitely. You know, get get an alternative view on yeah, the Yeah, I agree. 
So 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And once again, the decentralized aspect, very important here. And also, it's going to be very important in achieving freedom in our lifetime uh, over here in the so-called United States, as we've seen here in New Hampshire, where thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people are going to move. Hundreds have already moved. That's why we're here uh, as part of the Free State Project. There's no one in charge here. And the people that are on the other side, the people that are the them versus the us, the people that are in the government, the supporters of the status quo in the government, they don't understand this. They they find it very hard to, to grasp the idea that the Free State Project doesn't have some king sitting at the top handing down orders from on high. Okay, JJ, you've got to go to Free Talk Live tonight, and uh, Mark, make sure you make those phone calls tomorrow uh, that we need you to make, and you know so on and so forth, right. and, and like somehow centrally controlling the whole movement. And of course, there are certain things that uh, make it more difficult for them to really fathom the decentralized aspect of our movement is that well, some of us are more visible than others. Like some of the activists here are more visible, like my, myself and Mark doing a radio show. It may seem like we have you know, undue influence or that we're in charge of somebody, but nothing could be further from the truth. Well, not just visible, but active. Like a, an example would be you. You know, a lot of we joke here in Keene about Ian being the leader of the movement because it's hilarious. <laughs> Ian is such a laissez faire, the, char- the charismatic yeah, leader. <laughs> he, is, he is such a, a laissez faire, just hands off type person in so many of the things he does, but he's very active. You know, so he yeah. does a lot of stuff. His hands are in a lot because he is an active person. He he does activism. But the, the idea that he's the leader of any of us is just absurd and, and just laughable. Yeah. But yet they believe it. The I people know. who are you know, the, the government folks believe that they, you know, Jason Sorens must be in charge. He's the founder of the Free State Project. I don't know anything about Jason Sorens. All I, you know, I've met him a couple times at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, and then there's this beyond that, there's even more paranoid conspiracy about how there's some uh, rich. Uh, capitalists, evil corporatist guy out right. there who's like funding everybody, and that's of course absolutely absurd. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves, and and having that decentralized aspect is very important because there's not there's no head that can be cut off like with that's Mubarak. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features on the site for free. Lots of stuff there. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us in a couple of different ways. Uh, There are different international Amazon sites, including uh, the U.S., uh, Canada, uh, we've got, uh, let's see, on top of that, the U.K. as well as Germany. Germany. Yeah. And you can enter. Which they spell wrong. They spell it D-E. I think it's short for Deutschland. Anyway. It's Germany. 
Yeah, that, they don't call it Germany in Germany. Though. That's a problem. I'm sure, uh, sure. JJ can back me up. That's on right. This, the German heritage. Uh, so. Yeah, so if you want to shop through Amazon, just go to shop.freetalklive.com, and when you enter through one of our affiliate links there, well, a percentage of your purchase is going to go to Free Talk Live. There's also a couple links to Newegg, which is a great place to get computer parts and other electronics. Uh, if you shop through Newegg, a percentage of your sale will go to the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. So a couple different ways to shop and support the ideas of freedom at the same time at shop.freetalklive.com. Plus, coming up this year, later on, Mark, there's something pretty interesting. Yeah, it's a cruise to Bermuda. A cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me. The cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event's what you want to make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and a whole bunch more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you need to reserve your berth now. The deadline for reservations is March the 1st, so go to cruise.freetalklive.com and reserve your berth. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. All you have to do is put 200 bucks down now. It's cruise.freetalklive.com. So one of our producers, uh, SciFace, sent this link to me. Since we're still on the Egypt subject, we're talking about the state-run television stations pumping out the propaganda. And uh, this is a, a piece that actually kind of reveals some interesting things about the state-run TV. Specifically, the most interesting thing is that one of their reporters has decided to hang up, hang it up. She's done. She is not interested in being a awesome. part of this anymore. And uh, CNN reporting... That journalists attempting to cover unprecedented unrest in Egypt reported being targeted, beaten, arrested, and harassed by security forces and police for a second day on Thursday. So security forces would be the hired mercenaries that aren't the police, as I understand it. And uh, meanwhile, Shah, oh boy, Shah, Shahira Amin, a reporter for Egypt's state-run Nile TV, resigned on Thursday. She told CNN, I spent the day at Nile TV yesterday, and I was only allowed to air the pro-Mubarak rallies that were going on, as if nothing was happening at Tahrir Square. We weren't allowed to reveal any figures. There was near a total blackout, she said, calling it hypocritical and saying she just doesn't want to be part of it. What's that headline there? Headline, State TV in Egypt assumes viewers are ignorant, illiterate, and naive. That just about spells it out. Yeah, and she'll get to that. That's a question that comes a little later on. So they've got five questions that they ask her here. Uh, Ethar El-Katnei has been monitoring Nile TV, on which she appears twice each week, presenting a media roundup segment, and Channel One, both of which are state-run. She's scheduled to appear on some, I guess, uh, show on CNN, uh, I guess it was earlier today. How has state television covered the demonstrations against President Mubarak? Is the question they asked. Her response, it's laughable, really. We've been seeing two static shots, one a romantic shot of the Nile and one of the tanks underneath the offices. On January 25th, when 10,000 protesters were in Tahrir, they didn't even mention it. Since then, every single caller is pro-Mubarak, as is every single guest. Wow, that's not surprising considering it's state-run state propaganda. Run, yep. You never hear anything of why this is happening, just what the government is doing. So that 400 inmates had been recaptured, but nothing on how they'd escaped. In 10 days, not one shot of a protest sign against Mubarak has ever aired, and many, many patriotic songs. A ton of conspiracy theories. Basically, they create an alternative reality. Next question. When average citizens in Egypt hear such state TV anchors talking about foreigners and Israelis or Zionist agendas, are viewers skeptical or believing? 
She says many have access to other channels and ridicule state television, <laughs> which seems to assume viewers are stupid, ignorant, illiterate, and naive. For most people, the channel... Uh, the channels are both proponents of comedic relief and sources of high blood pressure. A large segment of Egyptians do, however, believe. Next question. Who runs Egyptian state television? The answer. There are eight state-owned broadcast channels, with channels one and two being the most popular since they are central. Uh, the rest are regional. In 1998, the first Egyptian satellite was launched, and in 2000, the second there are two main channels, Egyptian Satellite Channel and Nile TV, and a number of specialized TV channels in drama, comedy, etc. These channels are under the supervision of the Ministry of Communication. We also have a number of Egyptian channels, such as El Mehwar, some owned by Egyptian businessmen. Does state TV employ journalists who are free to report what they want, or are programs controlled by others? She says that every news channel has an agenda, and for state channels in particular, it's known that there are some topics that are absolutely off-limits. There is some leeway, but for the most part, everyone knows what can and cannot be covered. And finally, how dangerous is it for you and other journalists right now? She says, for those downtown, the situation is dangerous. Today, a crackdown on journalists was clear, especially foreign journalists. State TV ramped up hatred of foreigners, calling them instigators of protests, and many have been arrested, beaten up, and their equipment confiscated. Definitely. Al Jazeera has been providing excellent coverage of not just this, but also the Tunisian revolution that happened where they booted out their, excuse me, their president and uh, have created their own. So there's still a lot of work to be done in Tunisia to, to make sure they're actually free people. But they have ousted their president. And yes, uh, Al Jazeera's equipment was seized. Their bureau was shut down. Their their satellite feed was cut. Their permissions were denied. They were uh, arrested and accosted by police, and then finally released. What we're also seeing that Al Jazeera has has committed themselves to violating the state order of them mm-hmm. not to to be uh, you know broadcasting any images. So they're they're engaging in civil disobedience. That's right. As news yeah. people, and yeah. they're they're constantly providing that live stream. If you go to their website, the Al Jazeera slash English, mm-hmm. uh, Al Jazeera dot net slash English, there's a live stream. In fact, one of their shots is of Tahrir Square, and it shows whatever the current situation is. They have been an outstanding source of news, of getting the images out, of what's actually happening. And I, I, I will say that, that they have been slightly pro, I guess, the people mm-hmm. instead of a, a group. But that's how can you not? With the images they're showing, with the stories they're covering, with the interviews they're they're doing... It just well, comes apparently, if you're the Libertarian Party, you can you cannot you can choose the side of the government. I suppose, yeah, Wayne, Roop, yeah, that Wayne just woke up and and didn't know anything about what was going on, and then made some terrible. He's just blog a shill. Post. Wayne Root is uh, is the, a is a shame and is a sham. He's an embarrassment to the ideas of liberty, and the Libertarian Party is also an embarrassment. I'm not even going to bother reading his piece. No, I'm not going to bother doing anything with that man ever. Yeah. So uh, so 1-800-259-9231, that is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You know, uh, you mentioned Al Jazeera and also uh, I think Russia Today, or what they're now calling themselves RT, uh, is involved over there as well. I've seen some good coverage coming from Definitely. them. Definitely. Uh, and, of course, you expect <laughs> just kind of what you expect Well, now. Anderson Cooper was assaulted. By whom? He was assaulted by the police. By oh, the, really? The, he actually, it was a pro-Mubarak rally. He is camera crew and him were going to try to get into the square to do some interviews and take some shots. And they had to go through this pro-Mubarak, uh, pro-Mubarak uh, contingent. Mm-hmm. And 
they basically someone grabbed his camera. He went to try to to get the camera back to his uh, his cameraman. He basically only had two people with him: a producer oh, and a man. film man. And he that's was beat, he was beaten about the head and neck. Oh, and uh, you know anybody who hits a, a face that's as beautiful as Anderson Cooper's really should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> so that's that's what journalists are having to deal with. It's 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 a war zone for information right now. And if you are if you, if you have a camera, if you're down there taking pictures and someone doesn't like it, they'll throw a rock at your head and, and, and crazy. take your camera and beat you. Right. They don't want the war, they don't want the news getting out. And one of the things that you know we talked about pirate and radio. And you know who before. doesn't want the news getting out? It's not the, the, the it's not the anti government protesters. Right. It's the pro government uh, paid thugs. That's yep, right. That's right. That's what their job is to try to keep as much control and as much of a lid on this as they possibly can to keep as many people in the dark as they can. But as they mentioned in this article here uh, with this young lady quitting her job at state media because she just can't take being a part of it anymore, uh, which is great. Great news. Um, they point out that people do have access to other channels. And part of the reason why that tends to be the case in places like Egypt or Cuba is because of satellite television. Uh, because that, those are signals that just cannot be scrambled. Those can't be jammed. They're going to be, you know, they're coming down. It's well, just a actually, matter of having the dish and the receiver. Actually, uh, in some cases, the Al Jazeera signal was scrambled in the Mideast itself. Several locations within the Mideast, outside of Egypt, saw the signal that they were using scrambled. And I suppose so they there to, is a, a way to do it with well, enough I think, interference. Yeah, I'm not certain exactly if it was a satellite or if it was a broadcast, but they have met, been met resistance in, in many areas to their feed. Well, uh, RT and Al Jazeera both have their channels up on every continent of the of the world. I mean, they are available on free-to-air television. Uh, you get, we, we talked about how Free Talk Live and LRN.FM is up on free-to-air on a radio channel. They have TV channels up there, too. And it's Russia Today and Al Jazeera, two of the best channels that are up there. And they're available worldwide. More coming up. It's free. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. As uh, we continue here, you are, of course, able to bring up anything that is the point of the program. And for those of you just tuning in, we spent the first hour of the show kind of updating you on some various different developments uh, coming out of Egypt, where the protests continue. Uh, Mubarak, the, the head bureaucrat there, has still refused to step down, promising that he'll leave in September. Um, and, of course, people aren't believing him, so the protests continue as agents provocateur, both police and hired thugs on the part of the, pol- on the, part of the police, the part of the government, uh, have been cracking heads and exploding uh, Molotov cocktails against the protesters, the largely peaceful protesters, That's right. by the way. Uh, state-run television having one of its reporters defect and essentially resign in disgust at the propaganda that she's being asked to report on. Obviously, that's what she's been doing 
her whole career, but now it has gotten to the point where she can't take it anymore. Uh, so she's left and left in a very public manner. Uh, still some attempts to apparently block uh, folks' Internet access going on. You had said, J.J., that the government has always had Internet access, and you say that it has returned to some extent, but not fully available? Yes, it, it's returned in some areas. It depends on the, the full Internet is not established yet. But a lot of people have been using dial-up because the dial-up lines are still there and they're still mm-hmm. connected. So you have a lot of individuals connecting to the web and uploading things through dial-up, which, of course, as anyone knows, is time-consuming. But they're still able to get information out and they're still able to find ways to spread the message. You can still do stuff you know, with a dial-up connection. And text doesn't take a lot of ba- uh, data, so you can still send messages and things like that and do that fairly effectively. So uh, you know, maybe if there's an aspect of this that we've missed... Uh, feel free to let us know at 800-259-9231. Otherwise, in related news, Mark, on this subject of having agents provocateur, these government people pretending as though they're protesters uh, or uh, you know, government people infiltrating, attempting to infiltrate the ranks of the protesters, we've seen things like this happen regularly here in the uh, so-called United States. And you've actually got a piece about a one cop that – like the lady of the uh, in the state-run media in Egypt had had enough. He's he's given up. He's coming out and he's apologizing for what he's done. Yeah, this guy's in the UK, and it's. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought it was here. Um, it's it's Apologies. in the UK. Uh, this is from uh, Telegraph.co.uk. Undercover police officer says he's committed an act of betrayal. A police officer who spent seven years infiltrating underground protest groups has said he committed an act of betrayal and promised to make amends to the campaigners with whom he worked. Uh, PC, I don't know what that means. Mark Kennedy, 40, who went under the name Mark Stone, told environmental activist groups that he hated himself after posing as one of them. Hmm. And his undercover guys, he said, um, he is said to have been at the heart of an alleged plot by a um, by a handful of campaigners to break into and take over one of the country's largest coal-fired power stations in a protest over climate change. The officer was confronted by activists in October last year after they found his passport disclosing his real name in a uh, telephone conversation, a recording of which was obtained by the BC, uh, BBC's Newsnight program. He has heard suggesting that he could give evidence for the defense and criticizing the police tactics he was involved with and using a uh, it's like using a hammer to crack a nut. He said he is said to have uh, told activists that he that the cost of maintaining his undercover persona was a quarter million pounds a year. Wow. So he's being paid very well. That's that's so typical where you find the provocateur is usually the one suggesting some of these crazy and outlandish plots. In fact, in the United States, we had that recent one in Washington State with the uh, the bomber who filled the car with explosives, and the That's FBI right. had had basically held him by the hand and showed him how to do everything. Well, they provided the van. They didn't. He didn't have the explosives either. That's right. They provided everything: the training, did. the technology, everything. That's right. And uh, so, so here in the free state, when we you know meet a lot of new people and you hear some of these these crazy outlandish ideas come out you definitely know who the crazy provocateurs are the instant they open their mouths absolutely and it doesn't really get them very far does it no. i mean when somebody shows up here and you, you you call it the free state yeah we've got a ways to go before it's the free state but sure. uh, <laughs> we're calling know. it the free state in hopes of what it may become new hampshire uh is where the free state project has targeted itself and it's a movement as we pointed out before where there are no leaders there are no uh people that are in charge 
And so it's also public. So anybody can join. Anybody can become a part of it. And the only reason you'd be you'd be thrown off of, you know, as a member of the Free State Project is if you made some sort of overt statement, you know, advocating violence or hatred or bigotry or something like that, in which case then the Free State Project does have the right to remove you as a member. And I think that's maybe happened once or twice in the in the past. So, you know, for the most part, people join, they move and they they get active. And when somebody shows up and starts talking about, well, we should, you know, set some bombs off over here or something like that, then, you know, it's like the alarm, <laughs> the alarms are going off. Hello, fl- flag, red flag. Well, I don't want them, even if they're telling the truth, I'm not interested in what that person's oh, I agree talking about. And, um, you know, I don't know what you do about a person who's talking like that if you don't think that they're right, ready to do it. You know, what are you else are you going to do besides just, you know, not talk to them? Well, I, you know, I would say something to them. I would say, look, uh, you know, I would, I'd, I would have a, I'd have a conversation with them and say, look, you know, the people I know here are peaceful and I'm I'm not interested in, in this. And I would appreciate it if you didn't yep. you know, come around here and talk about things like that. And I hope that you can find a way to be at peace rather than to be advocating, because I believe that there are two types of people that are going to show up with the, the violent attitude. I think one is an agent provocateur working for the government or perhaps an informant for the government, somebody that's you know on the hook for some charges and they're trying to to round some other people up so they can get off on their charges. That's Happens one possibility. All the time. Narc type of person. And there's, you know, also professional kind of uh, cop undercover guy. Those are the two types of uh, narc sort of undercover provocateurs. But then there's also just folks that might move who are angry. And uh, and I can I can empathize with those folks. And I wouldn't want to take somebody who just moved up and who was being angry and, and talking about those things. And I wouldn't want to ostracize them right out the gate. I would want to give them the chance to change. I would want to give them the encouragement uh, hopefully to change and you know to let them know that I don't want to associate with somebody who's advocating those things and that we want to look for peaceful solutions yeah, to these problems. Yeah, in moments of anger I've said things like th- like that in the past and you know I, I didn't come up with formulate entire plans or anything like that but you know I, I understand where those people are coming from. Yeah, I, I think uh, the part that I see is that those sorts of people sort of ostracize themselves. If they keep talking about things that are unpopular, especially violent things, we just don't want to have anything to do with that conversation. We can try to talk to them one-on-one, as you suggested, which I think is a, a very noble idea and uh, proper. But at the same time, people just don't want to associate with that person. And so they find themselves quickly ostracized mm-hmm. simply because they're using rhetoric that isn't comfortable and it isn't right. Yeah, there's. Uh, there, I don't think there's anybody around here at this point that that still has that sort of uh, mentality. I mean, there was one guy that moved here that was pretty angry in the very beginning, and I think even he has uh, he's mellowed out quite a bit. I'm not going to name names for for obvious reasons. Yeah, because that's not going to help him. Right, right. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like setting the example has helped in that case to say, hey, you know, we're not that kind of person. We're not going to do those things. I don't care whether you're an agent provocateur or not. That's just not what we do. This is a peaceful movement, and uh, so please, you know, I'd like to encourage you in that direction. That's and, right. and just continue to do that because, again, when you're at a public event or you're doing things that are public, like activism typically is, you one of the things you can't do is really control things unless you're on private property, and then you can say, well, we don't want you here. But otherwise, if you're out doing some sort of protest or any kind of organized uh, public event, 
you never know who's going to show up. You can attempt to, to tell that person we'd rather you not be here, but if they stick around, you know, if you're in public, there's there's nothing you can do about that. Right. So and communication also, helps. Also, people, you know, if you're in your area where you are, if if you're in a group and people start suggesting something, speak out, say something, right then and there. Say no, no, let's not do that, and put and and just kill that whole idea right from the beginning. Mm. Don't don't just play it some lip service and ignore it and be ignorant you need to be activists and activists are active they're proactive they're always seeking to correct the problem not infuriate the problem coming up uh, apparently more middle east news with the sudan voting for secession we'll talk about it here in a little bit also take your calls at 800-259-9231 the question is when's it going to happen here i'm still waiting for that one (laughs) and where will it happen here it's free talk live Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, not a problem. They're right there on the front page of the website. The last week's worth there at the top. And then you can click into the archive section to go all the way back to late 2006. All for free at freetalklive.com and courtesy of HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. they got more than 4,500 templates from which to uh, choose, whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website. Let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. Use that portal that we've created for you. Get your first month completely free. It's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. They've got a 99.9% uptime guarantee. 45-day money-back guarantee, 24-7 technical support, one script, one-click script installs. It's hostgator.freetalklive.com. So as we continue here, bringing you uh, some news information from around the world, specifically the Middle East, where protests continue to uh, rock Egypt and possibly res- will possibly result soon in the ouster of their uh, the current so-called president uh, dictator, uh, Mubarak, but there's much more going on in the region, including a secessionist movement in the Sudan. This article comes out of Mail and Guardian Online. It's from today. South Sudanese vote in mass for secession. Nearly 99% of southern Sudanese voters chose secession in last month's independence referendum, clearing the way for wow. Sudan to split into two. 99%. That's, That's awesome. It. And in the northern part, 58% chose secession over unity. So we're looking at Incredible. Sudan breaking into two different countries. The voter turnout. So fifty-eight percent of the North essentially voted to let the South go. Is that the right. idea? That's right. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the uh, the whole you know dynamic is there and why it is that uh, you know uh, the way I see it, the South wants to go. But you know, should it make a difference? 
what the North wants. If the North wants, um, you know, say say there's some area um, of the country where we, you know, the the tax base gets a larger percentage of its uh, its money than other places. Should it really matter what people outside of that geographic area think? If you have uh, a supermajority of people in that geographic area, that the, the, the one that's in question, uh, that are saying we're leaving, then no, it doesn't matter, right? Because if 99% of the people in South Sudan say we're seceding and uh, 99% of the people in the North say no, you're not, uh, then all they have to do is just keep seceding and there's nothing they can do about it besides have a civil war, right? I guess. Yeah. Well, what we see also is that a lot of the people in the in the north did not vote for, did not register for the referendum, fearing their choice would be manipulated, because of the uh, the Bashir, the uh, the dictator there, is his regime is is so, you know, strong and and it, they're able to manipulate and determine the outcome of elections, just like in Egypt with Mubarak winning the popular vote in his sham election last September, so. What we see, though, is a peaceful agreement between the South and the North to have two different countries, and their disagreements will, will now be you know, made less potent because of this. Yeah, nobody wants unrest in the streets, so why not vote to let them go? Why, I mean, why? I wonder, what the, I wonder what would happen today in America if something similar were tried. I mean, because it's not the 1800s anymore. Information does travel in a much faster manner. People are better informed about matters uh, of which they are, they're looking to, uh, to change. I think the default position um, for Americans is that secession's not acceptable. Because they're afraid of what the feds will do. Uh, I think that, but I think that they they also feel like we've solved that secession problem in the past. The Supreme Court's ruled on it. You know, I I, I hear I hear they have. I don't know. Um, you know, obviously that would have been before the South seceded um, in the 1860s. But you know that they fought war over it. The most Americans died in this war. The secession is a bad thing because it's bad. Well, there's also the fear that uh, they won't be able to protect themselves without the federal government. The the feds have done such a good job of. Of brainwashing people into believing that they actually exist to protect them <laughs> when well, uh, all evidence shows that their actions put them in greater jeopardy. That's but- actually kind of silly um, because if, say, you know, pick your state, say New Hampshire decided to secede, mm-hmm. the federal government would want uh, the only the only organization, the only country you'd have to fear, New Hampshire would have to fear, is the United States federal government. That's right. Because, I mean, try to imagine China, Cuba. Pick your uh, North Vietnam. Mm. Try to imagine that country attacking New Hampshire. They'd have to. I mean, you know, it would be crazy. The United States wouldn't let that happen. So basically, you if you were to secede as a state, you would get your protection for free. I don't know. If, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, why would the United States care at that point? Well, also consider what? that New Hampshire is, is going to be a difficult sort of territory to take. It's hilly. It's forested. It's and, got people with guns. And in everybody it. has guns. Right. That's well, the real. I, I'm not talking factor. about that. I'm talking about um, you know w- w- battleships and uh, you know the big weapons of war. And I can tell you, the United States government wants nothing, nothing like a, uh, a you know a, an aggressive country coming into right next to uh, right next to it. That's it's it's not going to happen. For one, um, you know, if whatever weapons of war would have to be used are going to be used right next door to the United States, they're they're just not going to let that happen. Maybe so, um, but I wouldn't count on it. You know, and and a lot of people. You think if that- China decides to attack Mexico, how do you think that's going to go? I haven't any slightest. I don't know, Mark. I, I, I'm not a you know world expert. On, I think on the these U.S. Matters. would step in just to basically 
strengthen their their position as the superpower and to challenge China's might. But I think what what I'm seeing with the secession is more of the domino effect. Like if we look back to the uh, Soviet era and the fear that that communism would spread, and we need to invade Vietnam to stop the spread of communism. Well, the same sort of effect can be seen with the idea of secession, where the federal government doesn't want to let this one state secede because then all the other states that are thinking about it would get that much more. You know, emboldened. Yeah, the biggest threat is from the federal government, and I think a lot of people, when you you put that idea out there of secession, that's what they feel is like. If they, if I'm talking about the people that might agree with the concept, the people that might see the value in secession, that might understand that they'd be fine without the federal government, but they're just deathly afraid of the federal government, which is of course why they continue on paying taxes to them and continue on being obedient to them. They're they're scared sless that the federal government will start another civil war. I think that's the biggest that's the biggest and most legitimate fear of those who are opposed to secession but i'm uh, personally it doesn't it doesn't scare me I'm, I'm not worried about it i think that if enough people want to secede and they don't want to go along with the federal government anymore then there's there's nothing they can do and it would look absolutely terrible to their legitimacy if they did do something like invade or roll in tanks on on a state that uh, was choosing to secede well you'd have to you'd have to do it in a peaceful manner um and i think that uh, that's the the scariest part about all of it is trying to get people to be peaceful well they did it in the sedan they, That's they right. did it. Right. The official parliamentary results were announced at a ceremony attended by a crowd of several thousand in the southern capital, Juba, on Sunday. The figures also showed that voter turnout was 98%, far above the 60% threshold required for the result to be valid. Subject to confirmation of the final result this month and pending le- any legal challenges, southern Sudan will be free to declare independence on July 9th. Well, I just wish that people would start talking about it more in this country. Maybe look to the Sudan and look to other places. Well, it's- Sudan has been in a north-south war from 1983 to 2005 in which two million people died. Wow. So, so it's high time. This then. is a long time coming, yeah. yeah. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. Talk live, dial in toll free, and take control of the airwaves at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there for you. Uh, we give them to you, and you can enjoy them uh, over at freetalklive.com. Features like the Shrine of Female Listeners. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see the lady listeners that listen to this program. Uh, they prove it by in their photo or video showing somehow that they listen to Free Talk Live. Shrine.freetalklive.com. And uh, you can go over there. And if you're a lady listener, get the details on how to become part of the Shrine. Once again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. Lots of news still uh, to report outside of the United States where things are in flux in the, the Middle East. Of course, Egypt uh, is heading the the news up, but other places like Algeria are making changes in order to head off what they perceive of as a possible Egyptian-like future. 
uh, Algeria report coming out of Al, uh, aljazeera.net where apparently they have lifted the state of emergency, or rather they will be lifting the state of emergency, which has been in if, uh, in place for 19 years. Now, this wow. is one of those things with, uh, with governments. Uh, they have these exemptions that they write into their rules and their constitutions or whatever that basically say that, well, if it's a state of emergency, then none of the regular rules apply. And we can do whatever it is we want to do. And some would say that the U.S. has been in a state of emergency for, well, what, since the 1930s or something like that? That that there have been several states of emergency? Well, certainly since 9-11. I would imagine you were correct about that. But folks will say they go all the way back many, many decades and that there are multiple states of emergency yeah. that have been declared. Somebody, I, I've, I've heard the, the statement that uh, Lincoln declared a state of emergency during the Civil War. Mm, and never undeclared and it's, it. it's never been undeclared. So as a result, we've been under martial law the whole time. I've also heard the claim that uh, in 1913 the United States went the, the the United States the country went bankrupt bankrupt and that's why they opened up the Federal Reserve and the IRS in order to you know turn the United States the country into the United States the corporation um, from which you know we're all owned by our social security numbers and a lot of it seems to be a, yeah. a big story to explain why things aren't as they should be because people that kind of proffer these arguments or these suggestions are are usually very pro-constitution people and they you know they want to believe that the constitution would work if we would just not declare all these states of emergency <laughs> you know they 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 try to explain away uh, all of the violence and the corruption of the federal government by well it's just a state of emergency you know, if they hadn't, uh, you know, unde- if they had just undeclared the state of emergency, then the government would be operating by the rules. So it seems like poppycock, right? Because clearly the government does what it wants to do because it can, because it has men with guns who are willing to enforce its edicts. And more importantly, it has millions of docile little serfs uh, who are willing to do whatever the government demands yep. of them and pay whatever taxes are demanded of them. And that's the difference between here and Egypt is that the docile serfs in Egypt are no longer docile and they're no longer behaving like serfs. They're getting out in the streets and they're saying they've had enough uh, of it, whereas Americans will keep telling themselves stories about how they can just make changes in the next two years after the election. Right, right, exactly. The whole The whole idea that we can work within the system to fix the system is... You know, in part, I'm like, oh, I'm hopeful. I'm really hoping that you guys can do this, but I'm not betting on it at all. I'm not betting that the system can fix itself. I think the problem is the system itself, and you can't fix a problem with the problem. I don't think that's possible. I tend to agree. I'd love to be proven wrong, though. I, Certainly. I, t- I tend to agree with you on that. But Algeria, by the way, the northwestern uh, corner of Africa, so again, still in the same region as uh, as Egypt, where their 19-year state of emergency should be lifted in the very near future, according to state media, quoting Abdelaziz Boutif, Boutif, nice job. Boutifka, the president, as saying, During a meeting with ministers on Thursday, the president also said Algerian TV and radio, which are controlled by the state, should give airtime to all political parties. 
So you can see this guy is clearly softening his tone when it comes to you know the the hardline rulership that uh, that he might have been ruling with. He's saying, well, now we're going to let everybody on the air, uh, which we've never done that before. So please just don't protest in our streets and don't do the same thing they've done in <laughs> Egypt. Let me have my power, please. I'll let you have a microphone now. Uh, he added that protest marches banned under the state of emergency would be permitted across the country of 35 million, except in the capital. Right. <laughs> His comments come as anti-government. <laughs> we don't want to see that in our streets. Come on. <laughs> His comments come as the anti-government protests in Egypt uh, escalate and follow a wave of similar uprisings in other Arab states, including Tunisia and Yemen. Opposition groups in Algeria had recently made the repeal of emergency powers one of their main demands ahead of a protest plan for February 12th. Last month, several hundred pro-democracy protesters took to the streets in the capital, demanding the government overturn a law banning public gatherings. It came after riots erupted over rising food costs and unemployment. And this happening, by the way, in contrast what we talked about last night here on this program where in orlando florida a man in a dress has banned all freedom of speech toward potential jurors within a four city block swath of land and so you've got these countries are moving in the direction of more freedom of speech right more freedom of of protest and in this country you've got uh people with guns saying you can't speak you can't hold signs and you can't get uh, get together to reach out to people and tell them the truth yeah right? i think it's amazing how americans are scared to death of the red chinese um and they'll they'll just make all kinds of of noise about how china is uh, this this scary thing and china's getting more and more free as time goes by and where as the United States government is deteriorating, as, as best I can tell, deteriorating in something akin to Soviet, the Soviet Union. I mean, it's, it's going down, down, down that road. And it, we don't have state-run television, so to speak. We have television that is co-opted by the, the business deals and the regulatory deals that the, the massive conglomerates of media empires have made with the bureaucrats to get certain licensing and regulations and tax evasion taken care of. Corporatist television. Exactly. State, it's pro-state overall, but you know, there's the possibility to have dissent on the airwaves. It's, it's, not a, it's not something that's been written off entirely. Like You still have people like John Stossel or Judge Napolitano that very you know take fairly libertarian themes on their their programs but overall the mass of american news reporting is biased in favor of the state so let's go to your calls and your thoughts jamie tojaso is on in kentucky you're on free talk live hello jamie hey i, I tell you what I'm, I'm about i'm about fed up with this uh this is more like russia every day here around this place yeah what's going on well uh well do you know what we need What's that? We need that uh, if it's go, it's going to about boil down to what they're having in Egypt, in this country. Hmm. Well, we need people to stand up for themselves. Obviously, we need a good old-fashioned protest, huh? Well, yes, it's all about the uh, what I told you about before—a new world order, too. What do you mean? Well, uh, even the uh, people talking about. George, remember George Bush talking about it. Uh, Bill Clinton says we might, like George Bush says, need seen, a new I've world order. Yes, I've seen those talking points. Yeah, well, it's it's here. It's already here. It's been here for a long time, and this place is turning into a. Uh, so well, I agree with you on the police state part. I mean, the new world order. I don't really know what that means. It just seems to be a, a buzzword touted by conspiracy. It, it's a new world for their uh, for their uh, advantage. I think. I think they're generally the idea is simply the consolidation of power, where 
world powers will be more in control of determining what sovereign states will have for their laws and regulations. Yeah. So, Jamie, what do you propose? What I propose? Uh, uh, call the White House and speak up. <laughs> speak up or shut up. That's not going to do anything. People have been calling the White House for years. They don't care. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be America. When is people going to stand up? Well, I think they need to stand up, as in literally stand up and march on the Capitol. March on wherever the bureaucracy is. Do something. Get out of your chair. Get away from your computer. Get out of your TV chair. And do something. Don't just sit there and talk about it. Thanks, it's cold Jamie. out there, Mobilize. <laughs> Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI tool free line. Yeah, well, I mean, mobilizing is a first step, I suppose, but there have been plenty of protests and people mobilizing on capitals, and that hasn't resulted in anything. Usually they want something from the government. It's free talk. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Free, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, well, one of the ways you can do that is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We will take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more Internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So go and uh, become an amplifier with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. The Totosec. It's the one-trip wonder for hauling goods from your vehicle to your home. It's a retail grocery bag carrier that handles more than you can. You can carry lots of things with it, but uh, specifically it's made for grocery bags. And you will be amazed at how much easier it makes your life, especially in the area of carrying grocery bags. Go check it out at totosec.us. It's T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot U-S. And uh, t- take a look over there. You can get a, pick up a pick yourself up a family pack. It's just uh, sixteen ninety five. You'll get uh, th- three uh, pairs of them, and you can give some away to friends and family. It's totasac.us. So we were talking a moment ago, uh, and, and JJ, you were suggesting mobilize, get out there, get into the state capitol, do and, something. You know, do something, and that sounds good. Uh, but it's it's important to know what you're doing and have uh, some sort of goal in mind or an idea uh, behind whatever it is you're going Certainly. to do. Obviously, if I show up at the state capitol tomorrow with uh, with you know some sort of sign, it's not going to do anything. There has to be a movement uh, as well. So I would suggest if you're going to mobilize, you should mobilize and. Move your butt to New Hampshire, <laughs> where you can, if you love liber- liberty, that is, you understand what freedom is. Yeah, if you don't, stay home. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you don't love freedom for everybody, even the weird people down the street, if you don't want freedom for everybody, then you don't, you don't belong in this movement. Oh, at least but, freedom for the vast majority of people. I want people to be free in every aspect, I, as long same as they here, don't Ian, aggress I'm just against telling other you human that beings. Some people have uh, picked up and moved for the Free State Project. Then you know they're just they're ninety five percent or ninety seven percent pro liberty, and I think we're better off with those people than we are without. 
Yeah, that's fine, Mark. Um, but I'm going to still ask for the right people to come and not worry about everybody else. So if you understand what liberty means, then get yourself up here to New Hampshire where there actually is a movement where actually people have physically moved to be here as we have. And then even within this movement, there are lots of different things that are going on. So Certainly. Not everybody is going to the state house at the same time. And, of course, it would be impossible to organize something like that anyway, given the decentralized nature, as we were talking That's about right. before, uh, of this movement. So know what you want. Know what it is that you're in search of. And know what you're willing to do in order to, to be the change that you wish to see in the world. Uh, because begging from politicians is not going to be the best way to, uh, to accomplish well, here's things. sort of an example of that. Now, before these riot, uh, these protests started in Egypt, there's this girl who put out this, this webcam footage of herself. And what she did is she organized a protest at Tahrir Square, and she had two people show up mm. the first day. So she put out another video and said, I can't believe only two people showed up. Security forces were there, you know, a dozen police. They escorted us off the property and told us that we were crazy and that uh, we're psychopaths for thinking this. And then she she basically prodded the people saying, look, I'm just a girl. I'm just, you know, this this weak little girl and I'm going out there and holding a sign and I'm challenging these police with my ideas and my way of uh, protesting. Where are you men? Where are you honorable, mm-hmm. strong men that, that are so prideful and that talk about being able to do so much, especially in the Muslim society where women are sure. looked down upon? And so she basically called put them it chicken. Up, yeah, called him chicken. <laughs> she said, I'll be there again tomorrow and I'll have my sign. Here's my mobile number. Here's my That's information. Great. Are you going to be there? Are you going to sit home and, and do nothing? So basically, she prodded the people by by being that that person who took a step outside and held the sign on the first day by herself. And then the second day, there was more people. The third day, there was even more people. But it took that first person going out there yeah, and doing something. It sure does. It's We've- a real Cinderella story. I'm I'm surprised to hear it. I I can't believe it worked out so well. I I would say, I would have said that that plan stinks. <laughs> you know, well, it's easy to sit back and it critique sure is. things, right? And that's what we see in a lot of this well, I've, movement. Well, I've seen is, it happen so many times. Somebody says, I'm going to go out there with a sign, and then I'm going to talk crap to my friends who don't go out with me. Like, this has, this just, I, I've seen it happen a bunch of times, and it hasn't worked. Well, you've got to have the right motivation. You've got to have the right issue. And, you know, we've certainly seen plenty of people get together with signs and, you know, chant and, and do stuff like that, and nothing really changes. Uh, of course, as pointed out, many people are chanting for an increase in the state. Uh, or, on the other hand, some would chant for their desire to control the state, like the Tea Party or types, uh, typically, as I think, miss. Uh, misinterpreted as being some sort of a liberty movement because, like is, as is typically seen, the Republicans tend to lace their language with terms like liberty as though they actually understand them and pander to those ideas when, in point of fact, they're just angling to gain, uh, to garner power for themselves and their ideas and their corporate uh, buddies. And so that's why the Tea Party movement – you know, actually doesn't represent anything as far as real freedom. It just no, represents another alternative uh, version of the state. It changed uh, basically when it first started. I was sort of paying attention to it because it was the Ron Paul campaign type people who then after he lost out in the primaries, they wanted to keep campaigning and keep the idea of liberty at the forefront. And so they, they started the Tea Party thing, some of them. And then a Tea Party movement got co-opted by the Republican Party and, you know, nominations. They saw the idea of having this spokesperson come to their rally would, would generate more news and generate uh, get more people to show up when they didn't realize they were selling out their own ideas and their own ideals. 
for this this bureaucrat to come and speak. And I think that was one of the great failings of the Tea Party movement. And the co-par- uh, the co-opting that you're talking about is also what happened to the Libertarian Party, since uh, we you know kind of attacked on them earlier tonight for actually you know idiotically taking the the position of the m- m- side of Mubarak. Oh, it's just in silly Egypt. Uh, it's just an embarrassing uh, group. And the reason why they're like that is because they became they got to the point where they were becoming effective, where they were becoming noticed. Where they were, you know, the third largest political party. I don't know if that's a true statement anymore. I don't believe that it is. I think the Greens have overcome them at this point. Uh, but when they were, you know, earlier on in the the you know this last decade, when they were garnering a lot of popularity, the the, the political activists stepped in to take the party over. They've been working at they've been working at it, and they you know they worked at it more, and they they succeeded. These uh, status types came in, and they you know they took control of the reins of the the power in the Libertarian Party, completely watered down the message, and they brought in this joke candidate Bob Barr in two thousand eight, who you know to his credit has moved in the right direction from where he used to be, but he's certainly not anybody that should be christened with the Libertarian label, at least what I used to, to believe leave libertarian men so they've done everything they can to water down the party and to make it as as useless as it possibly can be and and there it is and now it sits as essentially another propaganda arm for you know a sort of a faction of conservatism basically which is not what the original yeah, intention was it's Liber- the minor leagues for uh people that would be uh, Republican politicians, or at least that's what it's, it's come to. Yeah. There's some very, uh, you know, there's some people in the Libertarian Party that are very principled, and they're trying sure, very they're hard desperately to desperately trying to bring yeah, it back, bring it back. And I, I'm of the opinion that it's it's not worth bringing back personally. But they've got their reasons, and their their reasons are valid for them. I'm not going to say that they're not. I, you know, I I wish them luck. I hope they succeed. But it's not going to be something that that I'm, uh, you know, going to spend my time on. I just don't like the idea of parties in general. It's it's like you're sort of giving up your individuality to fit this party mold, and then, then it's one one size fits all for that party, and the party decides as one when that's not how humans are. We're all different. We all have different wants and desires and certain niches of the political spectrum that we want to affect or that we don't like. So don't join a party. Just be an individual. Partake in events. Sure. I tend to agree with with that that opinion. However, what if things could work in reverse? What if the takeovers could happen in reverse? What if they are happening now here in New Hampshire? What if and I think it's probably happening more in the Republicans than the the Democrats side, but what if you have essentially a political insider group coming in to reverse take over the Republican Party and the Democratic Party in New Hampshire? What if you had a point where it's, you know, multiple free staters that are running for the the party's uh, in, in internal elections? to you know, essentially do the reverse of what they've done to the Libertarian Party. I wish them all the luck in the world. Really, I do, but I won't partake in any party. I'm an individual, and I'm going to remain a, a, an individual. The party I belong to is, is my name, and that's, that's it. Well, everybody's got their what they believe is effective and what they don't. I mean, Certainly. I'm of the opinion that uh, that that here in New Hampshire, that the Republicans are, you know, that that what you're saying is is happening in the Republican Party in New Hampshire. I think it's got a, a chance. Um, I'm. Outside of New Hampshire, the, the the Republicans that New Hampshire has voted for on a national level, I've got no use for. None of them are of, of any caliber. Indeed. I don't think it's worth voting in national elections anyway. All right, there's more coming up here, uh, third hour on the way. Plenty of time for your thoughts and calls at 800-259-9231. If you want to learn more about what's happening up here, you can go to freestateproject.org. Do that and check out the Porcupine Freedom Festival as well. There's more coming up. You take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. 
With so much economic confusion, who can you trust for straight talk? For years, author and investor Peter Schiff has been in the front of the pack, pointing out the insanity while offering real investment solutions. Now, all of Peter's videos, articles, and TV appearances are compiled into a free email. The EP Weekly Digest, which contains the fresh insights by Peter and other Europac voices, like the hard-charging Mike Pinto. To subscribe, please go to epweeklydigest.com, epweeklydigest.com. Launching into the third hour of the program, the toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Coming up, your chance to win a two-pack of the Toto Sack, so stay tuned for that opportunity. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Uh, once again, you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where you get to control the content of the website. You find something online that you think is pretty interesting, you want to share it with the rest of our listeners, you submit it as show prep at freetalklive.com, and then other listeners vote as to whether they like or dislike your suggestions, and the most liked make it to the front page and the top of the website, meaning more people will see them, including us, making it more likely that we'll talk about your suggestion as well. You can go to freetalklive.com to get interactive there. Of course, there is uh, still a lot to discuss here, but we will take your phone calls about anything. That is, of course, the uh, the primary element of this program at 800-259-9231. And since we're talking about secession in the last hour, Mark, I know you had a piece about Arizona apparently there's a bit of a secession movement there. Or that's what you. That's a term you used. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Got me excited. Um, there's. Let me <laughs> let me read this to you. This is from uh, azcentral.com. Members of the state legislature, including Arizona's de facto governor, uh, Senate President Russell Pierce, have uh, introduced a bill, and I don't know what that means. I, I you know I, I think that's I think you have to be in Arizona to get that. Maybe it's a joke. Um, Arizona's de facto governor, Senate President Russell Pierce, have introduced mm. a bill that essentially would have Arizona secede from the the union without officially doing so. Really? It's called SB fourteen thirty three. It creates a twelve member committee within the legislature that would vote by simple majority to nullify um, in its entirety a specific federal law or regulation or regulation that is outside the scope of the powers delegated by the people to the federal government. Committee members themselves would decide this, then pass along their recommendations to the full legislature if, in turn, a majority of state lawmakers go along with the committee, then, according to the bill, this state and its citizens shall not recognize or be obligated to live under the statute, mandate, or executive order. Well, that's a nice thing to say, but it seems more like a political maneuver to me for him to be able to run for re-election. I mean, how often is that actually going to happen? How often is the state government actually going to say to the federal government, yeah, we're not going to follow those regulations. Oh, you're going to take away our money from us? Uh, well, never mind. We're going to go ahead and just follow them. Because usually these federal government programs have a bunch of handouts that go out to the states where they say, well, you've got to do what we say because we're giving you this money. And you don't want to lose that now, do you, state government bureaucrats? Uh, that's, you know um – the the fact is that most of the time when you talk to these uh, the representatives, at least the only ones I've ever talked to have been in New Hampshire. I, not too many representatives in Florida really. I guess I did talk to one. Uh, really cared what I had to say, but um, 
what they'll be concerned with what the federal government thinks about a particular issue or something like that. And it really doesn't have to do with handouts. It has to do with what do they think. Oh, they wouldn't like that. Usually in regards to their immigration bill, which has been ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. Isn't that right? Um, I believe I don't know if it's the Supreme Court, but I I don't know. One of the uh, one of the circuit courts. Something some someone has had some trouble. The federal government has certainly had trouble with Arizona over this, and I think that what this it shows maybe is a certain level of of change in people's minds uh, in the state of Arizona over who's in charge of what. Because Arizona currently is uh, you know going against what the federal government wants in the area of immigration. I don't support it. I'm not for it, but I do uh, understand. You know, like I, I'm, I'm excited that a state would say would tell the federal government, "Look, we're just going to have a little committee here. It's going to decide whether or not your laws are valid in our state." Isn't isn't I that, think that's a step in the right direction, Ian. And I'm not going to I'm not going to pee in their Cheerios over it. Isn't that what a republic would actually be? Wouldn't Wouldn't the idea of a republic be that each sovereign state would decide on which federal laws they would observe and which ones they wouldn't? I don't know what a republic is. I mean, honestly, I I don't even know anymore. That's uh, true. You know, it's, 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 it's just converted. some term that somebody came up with. It means of the people or by the people. The democracy means the other one, whether it's by the people or of the people. Well, if what you're saying is true, Mark, and that this is some sort of a, uh, I guess, an indicator of the zeitgeist, so to say, the spirit of the times, uh, that you know, if this is an indicator of that, then that's good, and 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 I support it. Although I agree with you certainly that immigration is a good. I think immigration is a very good thing, and Cracking down on it is a really stupid idea. But uh, but if the, if the idea here is that uh, the people in Arizona are getting sick and tired of the federal government and are willing to do something about it, then I say that's great. Uh, whether or not this actually will pass is another thing, right? This is only a proposal at this point. It hasn't actually gone through. So it would have to be approved by the full House of Representatives there. And then whether or not if it were approved, whether or not it actually does anything – would be another question, right? Yeah, so I, there's a, a lot that remains to be seen on this. Look, it's you're not going to see secession in a day. I understand that. I mean, it, I just, apparently they just did it in the Sudan. They voted for it, but I guess it's been years coming. Yeah, yeah there were like several million people died over that, and you know, like maybe, maybe, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I just I don't know how you expect to see success if the first time you hear about something, the first thing that you've got to say about it is it sucks. Well, I, generally, I tend to believe that political solutions are uh, are sucky, and I don't tend to believe politicians. And so, you know, you're going to have to show me a little bit more than just some politician. You know what? Who, who has to show to something me. at this point is New Hampshire. New Hampshire sure. has to show something at this point. If Arizona can come fo- and you know bring out some a nullification bill like this. And Wasn't there some kind of gun thing here in uh, New Hampshire that they're working on? Yeah, yeah, there is something that uh, like a gun nullification. Thing? It would be a situation where if a uh, basically only for guns made in New Hampshire, only New Hampshire laws apply. That's basically a copy of what they did in Montana. Is that not correct? And they do something. It was North Dakota that did that. Well, there was some uh, some Midwestern, yeah. uh, northern mis- Midwestern state that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that basically told the federal government, I, th- I thought it was Montana or Wyoming or whatever, but it doesn't matter. They told the federal government, yeah, go pound sand. Uh, we're going to do what we want with our guns here and don't care what your rules well, are. I fully support any state that wants to to have its rights or have its its own say in what the federal laws do in that state. I, I fully support. I think also, though, with the Arizona thing is that they don't want to be a part of this Obamacare the uh, Obama medical mm-hmm. sort of 
legislation that has passed. So I think that is part of the reason that this is happening, also part of their, their immigration laws. And I, I just want to say, honestly, that I, I, I'm fine with Arizona making their anti-immigration law. I, I Personally, I feel that each state should decide on what they want or what that community wants. And if people are bigoted and they don't like the immigration, they should go move to Arizona. Well, you know, um, I, I'm with you on the state thing, and I'm, I, I like states making their own rules themselves, but I do think that they're too large of an organization. When you look at Florida, California, Texas, New York, you're talking about states that have tens of millions of people that live in them sure so there's no way that for i mean you know that for those state governments to represent all of those people is impossible Um, it's honestly impossible for the for new hampshire to represent the 1.3 or 1.4 million people that live here Mm -hmm. uh you know i'm i'm not happy with the way things are going in new hampshire i do not feel properly represented i felt like when i went up last week to talk to the the state reps and i actually got a chance to do that that they didn't care what i said i thought you were too late um, it was uh, actually I sat in the jury nullification one. I felt like all the points were made, so I didn't sit in on that one. Um, I, I, I sat in front of a uh, a town board um, just uh, earlier this week, and I know they didn't listen to me because they, <laughs> the, the one lady's like, I, I vote against whatever he just said. You know, I mean, she, like right there in front of me. You know, yeah. and they weren't even supposed to vote until <laughs> until after I'd left the room. <laughs> so you know, whatever. Well, it's I'm also, not represented in my little town with 1,700 people in it. It also seems like one of those situations where he wants to have his cake and eat it too, where he wants to decide which federal cushy uh, sort of regulations they support and which ones they don't. Sure. Uh, I, I mean, that's fine. As far as the state wanting to do that, more power to him if it leads towards you know, more independence for that state versus the tyranny of the federal government. Awesome. And as far as I'm concerned, more states need to be putting their foot down saying, you can't just make whatever leg- legislation you want. You know, you, you have to, it has to pass our own medal, our own test of qualifications as to whether or not we allow this to be enforced within this state or this regional area. I, I, yeah, I also support those things when they do come about, but so far they've been pretty few and far between, and it's hard for me to get all cheery over some politician proposing something like that. You don't that. need to send him any money, man. You just oh, have I to won't. say good Trust job. Me. I, he hasn't done anything yet, so I'm He's not going to say anything. He's proposed it. Well, you, you think laws pass that you don't propose? Uh, yeah, it's just a proposal, Mark. Nothing's been done. Just a crappy attitude, just talk. man. <laughs> just a politician talking. 1-800-259-9231. It's not just one politician You here. take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 
1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy the various features that we have there for you, including our news updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to news.freetalklive.com and get on the list. So we've got an email update list, Twitter, Facebook also for you. You can go and get signed up for any one of those or more than one. It's all free over at news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduate students, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all kinds of journalism and in public policy. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer. Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information and sign up to receive updates and reminders. It's libertarianinternships.com. As we continue here, uh, we'll take your phone calls about anything, even if you're nuts. Let's talk to Sunfest in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Here she is for your daily dose of crazy. Uh, Okay. Uh, About the weather change, uh, this uh, uh, war on everything, job hunt, which is no different than the way it's been uh, always. Weather change, Uh, war on everything, job hunt. Yeah. You can can gauge... uh, that Atlantis was where New York now is, so you can mm-hmm. see it's been moving toward an ice age. So as we enter this ice age, uh, they're destroying. So <laughs> What's happening? They're destroying the solar system, attacking the sun, and uh, you know who's, the who's the attacking atmosphere. the sun for God's sake? The jobs, Mark. The uh, jobs the economy. Alex Alex Jones talked about it. You know, you can, I don't you can listen t- to that show. So I, you're going to have okay. to tell me about it because I don't know. Okay, well, they put ice around it. You can see, you can ice see with your bare eye. Uh, if you look at the sun, you can see a haze around it on a clear day too. So wait a minute, your claim tonight is that there's ice around the sun? Is that what you're really saying? They've been putting ice there. They've been who's trying they? to deflect the sun's the rays. Aliens, it doesn't I mean, matter. On, it, 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 okay, it doesn't matter. Everything industry does of is of course it matters. Good. Sunfest. That's why we're talking. <laughs> I mean, it does matter, but I'm saying it's no different than who, what the I, industry's I must agree been with Mark. doing. Let's stop. Okay. Sh- stop now, down I just let me finish this. Hold on one moment. Now, who is placing the ice? Who is placing the ice Well, you know, they call themselves scientists, but science like justice that serves the economy. Now, how uh-huh. close are they actually getting that, to the that, sun I, I, they, they in order don't to get the, the ice, ice. They, they don't give me, Let me just say what I want to say because it's, no, it's, it's really, important. You've been okay. saying what you want to say for weeks now. I'm actually surprised okay, you haven't called just the show for sentence. three days the in a row. The solar system that they're destroying is the one that they want to go to to visit Mars. What, what makes you believe, believe that what? humans it's could the, destroy the solar system? I mean, that's like saying ants could take down the Empire State Building. Are you that's kidding a, me? That's not true. You keep saying that, and it's, it's it, look, it, uh, the humans that. can destroy the solar system because the sun is the source of life, and it's not a million miles away. It's everything you see, hear, touch, and <laughs> smell, okay? Well, you know, Fred, to some extent, what you've said there it's is accurate in the that, you know, inside. Hold on a moment, Sunfest. I'm trying to back you up on something for once. Yeah, it's not a million miles away. It's 93. One of the it's one of the miles. points you made may have some level of accuracy in that the you know the atoms, the, the you know the stuff that makes us up, and also the sun has been around for billions upon billions of years. I mean, the the particles or whatever the uh, the you know the the, the, the at- atomic level, the structure of our bodies, the 
those things existed before we existed. So to some extent, you know, we're all connected and we all started from the same Big Bang or whatever, if that's what you believe uh, happened. So maybe well, there's not, some truth to that. Not, not only that, ice the by whole, the sun. The I don't know about that part. Is, it, we're bonded with. And the I was whole really cosmos. reaching to give you some credit there. I mean, I don't really believe a word you say. A bunch of crackpot we're, nonsense. <laughs> we're bonded with the whole cosmos, and that much um, is true. And and the durable atom. And that that is what the what the few are going to go to. They want to go to Mars. That's no way to see Mars because what the Earth and the Sun isn't bonding with the rest mm. of the cosmos. In fact, in fact, it's the not bonding. Uh, Wait a minute! I thought everything was bonded. Hold on. Now, first you go. First you get me to agree with you, and then you go out and you say that something's not bonded. Now, is everything bonded or is it not bonded? I mean, yeah, it is. Either, it is. It is. Let's go back to the water around the sun. I really want to know more about this. It's all interactive. How? Well, you know, hold on. How is it that that uh, uh, human scientists have figured out a way to overpower the the tremendous heat output of the sun and With actually ice. put ice around it? Can you please explain? Well, that's what they're trying to do. Oh, they're, well, trying it, it is not... I'll tell you, well, wait a minute. Does, trying is a lot different from actually doing, isn't it, Sunfest? I'll tell you. If, if they didn't do one thing, it, they're already, industry is already doing that. I this, thought you uh, said there was a haze of ice forming around the sun. Did I misunderstand much, you? There is too much water and oil, the Gulf spill, everything <laughs> industry... Everything industry is doing around the clock. What you guys are reporting... You know what you need, Sunfest. You need listen, your own radio show. Listen. Can you, you imagine are, her just going for an hour? You listen, because guys, if we just, listen, if we just, you know, Sunfest, if we just did not inter- interrupt you with any questions to clarify, you would just ramble on and prattle well, about well, for uh, an hour straight. No problem. I think you should record her and put listen, the, the, the listen, MP3 at the end of the show. You can ask the questions after I say what I wanted to say. Her show, she's already in the show, Mark. And, we don't need to double up on her. No, no, we wouldn't say anything. You let the guys talk without making fun of no, them. No, Sunfest. We just don't have any crazy guys like you calling in that often. If, if there was well, a crazy guy calling, listen, we'd put him on, too. Your lack of information. We actually, we put Scott the Burnout. I mean, not Scott the Burnout, but Scott the, uh, the Bigot on. <laughs> he used know, to work with Scott the Burnout. Your lack of information is my crazy. But, you know, like you, you, you made fun of my using the word oligarch. Well, Max. No, I, I'm pretty sure I made fun Max, of everything. Uh, if, you heard, uh, if you heard Jones the other day with Max. Uh, no, Rose, I'm, I'm I afraid I wouldn't have to miss just like I'm going to miss you. Bye. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. Your thoughts, JJ? Wow, that's that's just amazing. First, I think if you see something around the sun, maybe it's the atmosphere. <laughs> maybe you're looking through some some haze in the atmosphere and there's there's something that you see around the sun. Sure, that could be caused by industry, but more likely it's been caused by nature and like volcanic eruptions and weathered patterns and... Let's see. It's the scientists, JJ. The scientists are doing it. No, no. They're putting ice around the sun. Sometimes if I squint and look at the sun, (laughs) I can see a big cross. Do you think it has anything to do with Jesus? I think it has to do with you going blind when you're looking at the sun. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Please don't look at the sun. No. (laughs) In any aspect. Wow. All right, 800-259-9231. What else do you say to that? How, How do you handle that? That's I mean, all kinds of crazy. You, right you there. can only make fun of somebody like that. There is no taking Sunfest seriously. She is just completely. She does, she's not coherent. Insane. She's not coherent. She just tangent upon tangent. And I, I don't, think she's been a little bit more coherent other days. Than this, this segment one. has been brought to you by the Tota Sack. You want to get uh, the groceries carried back in from the car, <laughs> whether you are nuts or not. You need the Tota Sack. <laughs> it will help you. 
It is an awesome little device, and I love it. <laughs> I use it every time I come back in uh, from getting the groceries. It makes it one trip for me. I load them all up on the Tota sack, bring them back in. You can get a two-pack of, this, of these things delivered to your door if you call in now. at 603-435-1105. Someone will win if they call 603-435-1105. There's still plenty of time for your calls. Hopefully, you'll be a little more coherent. 1-800-259-9231 is the call-in number, but if you want to win the Toda Sack, you have to call the contest line, which is 603-435-1105. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features are there, and they're free. Listening options included. We've got around-the-clock live streams for you, broadband and dial-up versions, airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24-7. You can listen to those, or you can also listen to them via your telephone, any phone that can dial long distance. You can call up our listen line at 760-569-7752. If you didn't get that down, you can just go to listen.freetalklive.com. It's written down there for you at all times. Uh, Punch it into your phone, program it in, and you've got access to Free Talk Live anywhere you go. Uh, Plus, there's, uh, of course, our webcam as well as our free-to-air satellite channel and in addition to that uh, we've also got 93 wonderful am and fm radio stations around the country that are airing the show at various different times throughout the week so go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in valentine's day is coming up guys you need to get creative that's what shows your loved ones that you really care it's georgia's famous baklava it's uh, a premium walnut pastry with over 50 layers of melt-in-your-mouth phyllo all the ingredients are premium and natural to ensure only the best taste it's shipped in a special container, Priority Mail, so it gets to you fast, fresh, and delicious. Order by Tuesday, February the 8th, and that's coming up very, very soon to make sure that you have it in time for Valentine's Day. Check out Georgia's famous baklava at mandrick.com. It's M-A-N-D-R-I-K.com. There's no C in mandrick. Mandrick.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 is the number for you. You can bring up anything you want. Let's go to the phones and the fun. Talk to... Hopefully someone's sane. Joe in Indy, listening to WXNT. Hello, Joe. Hey, how you doing? Listen, I'm not sane. Let's just start with that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much... Uh, what I, what I want to know is, you know, this is the first time I've heard you guys, and... Uh, well, welcome. We're on every night there in you. Indy uh, from 8 to 10, uh, by the way, just as an FYI. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to pay you guys politically. Oh, that's not uh, easy. Yeah, first time you've heard us. That's going to be a tough thing to do. What do you? What do you? What's well, your guess? Well, Go ahead, take a take a no, shot. No, 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 no. I'm trying to. Actually, I'm still on the. On the I, I want to know what your positions are on the Second Amendment, freedom of speech, abortion, and smoking pot. 
Okay, that's a lot of issues. Uh, let's let's start. Second Amendment, I guess, is uh, I I think the Second Amendment is a bunch of words on paper that people uh, wrote down in order to inscribe attempt to inscribe the right to keep and bear arms uh, to people, and it's failed. There are twenty thousand gun laws in this nation. How can you possibly uh, you know not abridge the right to keep and bear arms if there are twenty thousand laws to, um, that do just that? Because laws can't do anything else. You don't have a right to bear arms, Mark. You're a felon. Right. I, I don't have the right. So I mean, what happened to my right? Right, so if, rights are un, uh, you know, you, you can't negotiate in a way, inalienable, right? Well, it's so unalienable, I believe, but well, they either wrote, way, wrote them in the Declaration uh, of Independence. So, yeah, I fully support the idea of having guns, and uh, and I think that I agree with Mark that there's a lot of controls on guns in this country. So the idea that there's any kind of gun freedom in this uh, country is pretty much a joke. The right to free speech is protected because uh, you know it's it's people with unpopular speech that need uh, need their speech protected, not people with popular speech. So but there's also not free speech in this country either because we were just talking about last night how in Orlando, Florida, they've now outlawed any kind of jury outreach uh, within a four-city block swath of, uh, of Orlando near the, near the courthouse. And there's that's, more than one instance of things like that happening. Sure, that's just one of many examples. Free speech zones is a good example. Uh, abortion is always a tricky issue, right? Because, uh, well, you know, you're, you're dealing with uh, two very, very... Let's, say, uh, upset- let's talk about pot first. It's your body. You put what you want to put in it. Yeah, that's true. Um, and regarding abortion, I tend to believe that it's your body, so you should be able to do what you want with it. Um, and I think that generally the government should leave people alone because outlawing abortion will only make it more dangerous. It will not stop abortions. It will only drive it underground and bring the black market into the trade. I'm pro-life, but I don't believe that outlawing abortion – I believe we've done that in the past here in, the, in this country, and I, I see, have seen the results. And therefore, I'm not for the making it illegal. Um, however – I think that uh, it's the ending of a human life, and I don't think that it could be described as anything else. I think uh, abortion is one of those issues that's better handled at a community level or a, or even a, a regional level, if you want to call it state. I think um, different communities will have different answers to that question. I personally feel that people should be able to make their own decisions with their body in the same regard that they do with pot or whether they want to possess a firearm or whether they want to drink alcohol. I think they should they should have that choice. And they should be and allowed. And then be ostracized, maybe if they, you know people don't like that choice, perhaps, right? Well, sure, well, there's certain communities. I'm sure that that choice wouldn't be valid. There you go. There's your answers. Oh, so you guys are libertarian? Well, I wouldn't use that term personally. Libertarians. Yeah. The libertarians aren't libertarian anymore, so it's very difficult for me to call myself that. Yeah, you know? people like uh, Glenn Beck call themselves libertarian, and Dennis we don't, Miller. We don't have much. Yeah, Dennis Miller. We don't have much in common. So uh, yeah, I, some things. I, I would have used the term libertarian maybe about five years ago, but not now. I quit the libertarian yeah, I don't, party. I don't use the term specifically. I, I'm more of an anarchist. I would decide. I would define uh, myself uh, yeah, as a voluntarist. No, I, I don't. I, I, you know, there's, there's, I don't like the term anarchist. I don't either. I knew anarchist. I, I, I thought I was an anarchist uh, about 15 years ago, and they're a bunch of fucking... Oh, we've got to let you go. Thank you, you for the call. Appreciate hearing from me, you though. you got to have that chance. panel up there. Hey, uh, board off, can you uh, hit that for me? I appreciate God. that. What yeah, a talk show host you are. I'm dropping the ball. Well, the good, that's why we've got a board out there. On the, they're on the ball here. <laughs> Did he get it? Pick up my ball for me. Yeah, he got it. I took care of it. Sorry, man. This is a talk radio. It wasn't anything personal. You just can't say the F-bomb on the air, so we had to get rid of it. Yeah, me. I don't like the idea of the word anarchist and how it's been uh, corrupted and demonized and, and, and turned into some sort of uh, wicked word. Are you going to save it? Uh, I'm going to say that that's what I am, and if you don't like it, it'll tough. That's what I picked. So right. Voluntarist, sure, but it's... 
It's like, well, how long until that one gets corrupted? You know what? That is such a big cop-out, JJ. I mean, how long until it gets corrupted? How, how's it doing so far? It's doing well. Okay. But I'm trying to save and the anarchists. Yeah. Well, but you can't save it. I mean, there's so I many I can people. save it. It's can't. got life left in it, man. I think that may be even more futile than trying to save the Libertarian Party. I oh, don't know geez. which one's worse, but uh, yeah. yeah I, I don't think it describes uh, it describes the, the thoughts that I and feelings that I have. Anarchist no. means no rules, no ruler, so therefore it means no rules um and it doesn't you know it just doesn't make any sense to me i i rule myself wouldn't that be called an auto uh, autocratist the autocracy uh, this whole fear that uh, some of the so-called anarchists put out there that well we can't just take a new word because it'll be corrupted in the future <laughs> the right word though how long is is really it's a cop out because sure, I'll, it's, I'll buy it's that. an excuse for it to not change that's an excuse to you know to basically be a conservative well we we like our old term and dog on it even though there's a bunch of people out there smashing in w- windows and you know making us look bad and talking socialism we're still going to hold on to the term anarchist because, well, the other term, something might happen to it that's bad, even though nothing has maybe, happened to it so far. Maybe I just far. like it because I'm a bad mofo. Well, well, that's, that, there's it's no, a fun there's word no to use that. if you're standing there looking someone in the eye. But when you have 100,000 people listening to you on the radio and you use that term, it means something different to each one of those people. You don't have the opportunity to explain it. I don't care if I'm looking somebody in the eye. It means something right out the gate to the to anybody because the, 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 the word has been poisoned. That much we can agree on. Sure. Uh, the thing with the you know, okay, maybe they will try to poison the term voluntarist. But until I start to see people throwing Molotov cocktails through storefront windows while wearing balaclavas and calling themselves voluntarists, I'm not really too concerned about this. I've found uh, many people that call themselves conservatives that believe the things that I um, uh, I say and that I'm talking about. I found people that call themselves liberals believing the things that I say that I talk about. If I call myself an anarchist, which does not describe me at all, um, all I'm going to do is alienate those people and quick. Well, I'd like to see no state, so... No ruler, no state, no rules. Uh, I, individuals making choices I'm for with themselves, you. No, no being king, free, man. and voluntary engagement. It's a negative viewpoint. Anarchist is something that, you know, without. You're defining yourself as something Well, that I gave you, a lot of positive statements with that. I, the only negative statement was no state, because it's difficult to say no state in a positive manner. How would you say it? Uh, you would say uh, individuals being able to choose for themselves or a voluntary association of uh, human beings or consensual society. I could say that in two words, no state. <laughs> right. Well, and, and some people don't understand when you say no state that you don't necessarily no, mean no government. A government can mean sure. any kind of uh, voluntary organization where you're you know, b- banding together with other people in order to govern uh, certain behaviors and, and provide certain protections. 1-800-259-9231. Only moments remain. Enough time, though, for your calls and your thoughts, which are certainly welcome. At 800-259-9231, this is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com.
control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Even in these remaining moments, there's still plenty of time for your thoughts. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, And if you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. Go to promote.freetalklive.com and you'll get a full list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. That's promote dot freetalklive.com SACL CAI uh, they're a collections company that does collections early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect they know that not only do you want to collect your money but you want to keep your clients too uh, SACL CAI is owned and operated by Jason Osborne big supporter of the show and big supporter of liberty go check out their banner at freetalklive.com Sickle CAI. All right, so we continue here. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, quick story, uh, then we'll tell you about this seven-year-old has been charged with a criminal act for bringing a Nerf gun to school. Uh, but a quick story here from the streets of New York City. Remember the, uh, the I guess, the blizzard that, that happened uh, last week? I guess there was one this it's week, too. Weeks. But it was last, There was. there's been all kinds of blizzards up here this <laughs> Just year. Just keeps on coming, but I think it's been two weeks since the story about... Well, there's different stories. I mean, there have been multiple blizzards, and there was a big story recently about how the New York City Sanitation Department or the Parks Department or whatever, the streets, the people that supposedly are supposed to plow the streets, just didn't do it. Their uh, plow workers were on strike, and uh, you know, there was a big deal. They weren't made. even on strike. Um, they, were, they were just kind of doing a, a work slowdown. They're still getting paid. Yeah, the, right. They were at work, but not working. Beer. Yeah. While uh, emergency vehicles couldn't get down the, the snowed-in streets. People were dying people because died. they didn't uh, plow the streets as they were supposed to. And obviously a lot of folks were pretty upset about this. And the, the mayor of New York City made it like a big deal. Like, it's, it's going to be right. We're going to fix this and everything's going to be good. Uh, well, it turns out that recently it still wasn't fixed. And according to CBS New York, the sanitation department is working hard. To get the upper hand on this latest winter wallop that dumped 19 inches on Central Park, they've deployed 365 salt spreaders, 1,700 snow plows, and crews working 12-hour shifts to clear the streets. Sounds pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you live in certain places. For some New Yorkers, Thursday looked a lot like the day after the December blizzard. Mayor Michael Bloomberg said he learned some hard lessons from the botched effort from the holiday storm. Crews were out in force, making sure Times Square was all clear. <laughs> and we're expected to have all the city's main roads plowed by the end of the day. The problem wasn't Times Square in the last one. They made sure that Manhattan was clear. And while parts of the city looked nice, draped in a veil of white, some said it was deja vu. Despite the mayor's assurance that all the city streets would be addressed by Friday morning's commute, many residents were annoyed about the street plow, uh, the streets that plow drivers initially avoided. Uh, one resident in the Bronx said the blocks look the same as the past time. Actually, this is like the back road. They don't usually pay too much mind on these streets. I haven't seen plows for the past two hours, said one man who was digging out his car and watching neighbors slip and slide through the unplowed streets. It's been clear the city was better prepared this time than during the December 26th uh, blizzard, but not everywhere. So clearly there's still some people that are being ignored. And what did they do? Well, as a result, the people came out and started clearing their own streets. They just decided they'd had enough of waiting around for the city to uh, to do the the job that they pay them to do, and they got their snow shovels and went out and literally 
began clearing out their their own streets. So you think the city will give them a refund on their uh, tax money? No, of course not. No. They're screwed. <laughs> they're going to keep being, you know, they're going to keep demanding money from these people while not providing them with the services for which they are paying. And I just thought it was interesting to, you know, as another example, we talked earlier about the the people providing for their own security after the police left in Egypt. And here you've got an example of the government continually dropping the ball on providing a basic rudimentary service of the removal of frozen water. And, uh, you know, they're not getting the service. So the people decided to pick up the ball and uh, and get the job done. The story goes on to talk about how they uh, they were doing that. But good for those New Yorkers to take matters into their own damn hands. Personal responsibility. Right. Get the job done instead of waiting around and bitching because the city's not getting it done now now actually having some movement beyond this would be great like if people decided to say hey you didn't pl- uh, clear our streets so we're not going to pay you you know 10 percent on the property taxes or something like that that'd be great unfortunately how many people in these streets in new york own their houses to right. where they can make us uh, the people like that? the people that pay the property taxes don't uh, have to drive on those streets generally nick is uh, in illinois you're on free talk live with ian jj and mark hello nick Nick, in Illinois. Uh, hello? Hey, you're on the air. Yes, hi. Um, regarding the question of whether or not to use the term anarchist, I recently had uh, success talking with someone by approaching the topic from uh, a different perspective. I avoided the term anarchist specifically because, as someone said, it's kind of defining yourself based on a lack of something else. But when you yeah. strike the root of the issue, the issue is not about whether there should be no rules or no rulers because even the concept of ruling is one that I think has been defined in favor of the status position. The way I struck the root with this friend of mine was by asking him the question, what happens when one party in a population holds all the guns? What are the incentives there? What, who checks whose power? And you know, I, it, it was pretty obvious when I explained it that the only real check on uh, the ability of the armed uh, group uh, their ability and willingness to aggress is the willingness of everyone else to forgo their individual self-preservation and overwhelm the sheer numbers, which is a revolution. Mm-hmm. But short of that limit, there's a broad range of abuse that's permitted. And I gave a bunch of examples, like uh, you know, being sentenced 60 days in jail for speaking out in court. Certainly. Yeah, uh, yeah I tend to agree with that. I, I, don't, you know, I don't think you should define yourself negatively if you can avoid it. That's why I'm not anti-war. I'm pro-peace, for instance. I think that it might be somewhat confusing to people because they'll say, well, we have guns here in the United States, so we must not have you know, the situation that you're talking about. One group does not have all the guns. Well, guns not specifically, but overwhelming force. What happens when there's a sharp disparity in the, in the ability to use force? You get something like the Philip Zimbardo 1971 Stanford Prison Experiment. Mm. So this person you were talking to, what was their response to some of the things you were saying? Uh, actually, I had a very interesting response. It was, uh, it was in complete agreement about the inadequacy of present democratic governments to bring about the liberation of personal rights and everything. But he... He uh, he says, but I'm not so sanguine that equality of power leads to stalemate and therefore civility rather than mutually assured destruction. And he, he used an example of like, you know, if a criminal stops a cop and the cop uh, gets out of his car and he just raises his hand, then there's no violence going on there. I know how ridiculous that sounds to us. Whereas he believes if the cop would draw a gun, then you'd have a shootout, everybody would die, things would be worse. And he uses a bunch of examples of from history where overwhelming force 
resulted in peace because there was no ability to make war. Well, you know, let me um, – there may be some examples of that, but I, it kind of reminds me of a time when a person – when I told a person, you know, about, uh, you know, basically property taxes being a threat to take your house and that kind of thing. And the person said something effective. Well, I wonder how many people have actually let their house go into uh, foreclosure or, you know, let the, let the government take their house because of they didn't want to pay for such and such. And Not many. That's like saying how many people have said, go ahead and shoot me because I don't want to give you my wallet. I mean, how many people are really going to do that if they believe that the, yeah. the, the, the crook is going to shoot them? They're likely not going to play that bluffing game. And people have every reason to believe that the government will take their home if they don't pay their property taxes. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a it doesn't make much sense. The suggestion that simply because you have um, a situation of stability or a lack of uh, a lack of uh, reaction on one party's side that you actually have peace. Peace can't be brought about through threats. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Nick, for the call. <laughs> Appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. Mark, I know you had something about a seven-year-old going to be, being actually charged with a criminal act, a misdemeanor. Uh, can we hold that till uh, tomorrow night? Sure, we'll I'll get to that it. here. I'll give you a quick corrupt cop story instead. Uh, in Benton, Illinois, this is from StopTheDrugWar.org. Again, they put these out every single week. The former Gallatin County Sheriff was sentenced to life in prison on January 19th for trafficking marijuana on the job and uh, conspiring to have potential witnesses killed. Former Sheriff Raymond Martin had been jailed since May of 2009 when federal agents arrested him on marijuana dealing charges. He went down after the man he was selling pot to decided he wanted out, and Martin said he could make him disappear. The dealer instead went to the DEA and became a cooperating witness. While in jail awaiting trial, he conspired with his wife and son to kill witnesses set to testify against him. He was convicted on 15 counts, getting two life terms on weapons charges and numerous 10- and 15-year concurrent sentences. It's the class system at work where the police can do whatever they want and they can make people disappear. Almost always. It's very, very rare that they will get caught, and it's a perfect example of how high up, how high level the drug war corruption will rise. That's right. This man was the county sheriff, and he is not alone in his uh, drug trafficking, let me tell you. He's not the only sheriff out there that has ever been busted or is currently dealing drugs. They have uh, a very good position to do it from. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. This year, you can take part in the world's biggest freedom-oriented event. That's right. The Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival is happening this summer. You won't want to miss it. Held at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and J. Neil Shulman. But the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. This year, you can be a part of it. Visit Porkfest.com today. Early bird registration is just $25 for the whole week. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com.